<laughs> Matthew chapter 14 is where we'll be. When you find your place, just stand. Uh, Y'all know I've been preaching a couple months now, and uh, I've stood on Sunday morning several times in several different places. It just ain't nothing like home. This is the holy ground to me. This is where I've been fed for 32 years, right here. It's an honor to be able to stand here on Sunday morning. Wednesday night just ain't the same. Sunday morning is just it's something extra. I thank God for the, the spirit that I felt since we started service this morning. It's just been sweet. Everything's went right together. The Lord's confirmed everything. And I believe that the Lord wants to help us. The Lord wants to help us this morning. If we want help, if we want help, then He'll help us. If we want to change, and I believe there's all, all of us has got some things in our lives that need changing. The best of us, the ones that's been trying to serve the best that we could, they some things need changing. But we got to trust Him. That's my message. We got to trust Him. Just trust Him. That's my message this morning. Let's read uh, Matthew 14. I'm going to start at verse 13. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude. Let's let's start at 13. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him out. They followed him on foot out of the city. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and healed their sick. Let's pray. Father, we love you, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for the honor and the privilege it is to stand here this morning. God, I pray that you'd help us, God, to bring what you'd have us to bring, God. Lord, I don't want to say anything, God, that'd be contrary to your word, God, but I want to say everything, God, that needs to be said. God, I pray for our hearts this morning, me included, God, that you'd you'd deal with us, that you'd work in us, God, that you'd change what needs to be changed, God, and help us to trust you better, God. Lord, I need you, God. I need you this morning. God, I pray that you'd touch. I pray if there's one lost here, God, reveal it to them that they're lost, God, and that they need to be saved, Lord. We love you. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I have studied and read all week long. I've probably read more this week than I've read in a month. This week, just trying to prepare, and I didn't have nothing. till about 3 o'clock yesterday, I guess. I didn't have a thing in the world. But uh, I believe that the Lord has sent this message for us this morning. I'll just start back at 13 so we get it all. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. So these people knew who Jesus was. They'd been hearing about Jesus and they followed him out on foot. They was coming to see what Jesus was doing. They was coming to see where Jesus could help them. If Jesus could do something to help their lives. And most of us, if we ain't here for the preacher, just to impress the preacher or to impress our family, we're here this morning to see what Jesus can do for us. To see what we can do for Him. To see how Jesus can influence our life for the better. Because 
I'm just a sinner. Justin's already said it this morning. I'm, I'm nothing. Man, I'm nothing. I feel so small to stand up here on, at Mount Vernon on a Sunday morning. Y'all don't realize how great this feels to me. This is a big deal to me. I just feel so small. I'm just a nothing. And I'm just going out on foot looking for Jesus. Just going to see what Jesus can do. Going to see what Jesus has got in store. Not because I'm anything. Not because He's called me to preach and i got a tie on that I hate. But because of Jesus. Because of the miracles that I've seen Him do. I've seen Him work miracle after miracle. So I'm going where He is. I'm going to go where Jesus is. I've seen lives changed over and over and over. I've seen people sitting here. Jeffrey, boy, I love that you're sitting up here crying. Boy, this encourages me. I've seen the Lord move and change things time and time again. So I'm going out on foot. I'm going out on foot just to see where Jesus is. To see what Jesus is doing. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. I believe if we'd move in a great multitude, if we'd all cry out to them like we just gathered around on the altar, if we'd all cry out to them, there's some sick here. There's some people that's requested prayer. Mary needs our prayers. And I believe Mary's encouraged. She knows the Lord's there. But, but the Lord will be moved with compassion to heal our sick if we'll all cry out to Him. If we'll come in a great multitude on foot going right toward Jesus, Jesus will heal our sick. Jesus can change our lives. Jesus can save our lost. We've all got lost people on their way to hell. But Jesus can be moved with compassion and heal them. They're sin sick. You say they ain't sick. They're sin sick. They can't get out of the mess that they're in. But if we'll move on foot, if we'll put in some labor, if we'll put in some work, I believe Jesus wants to save them. He was moved with compassion by this multitude. And I believe if we'll come as a multitude, if we'll come as one body, if we'll come united, I believe He'll move. I believe that Jesus will be moved with compassion and He'll want to heal our sick. He'll want to change things. 15, and when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give you them to eat. So here they are, here's this, this, this great crowd. There's this whole big great crowd is has come to Jesus. They've already seen, they've seen that Jesus was coming. They knew that Jesus worked these miracles. And there's a whole multitude come toward them. And the disciples is with Jesus. And the disciples have seen Jesus work miracle after miracle. He's seen them heal lands. He's seen them heal the blind. He's seen them feed, the, feed the, uh, everybody. He's seen them do everything. He's seen every miracle. They, they know that Jesus can handle all this. And here's this multitude. And now the disciples are already doubting. The disciples are saying, here's all these people. We got all these people, and it's getting late in the evening. I read one place that they called the evening at about 3 p.m. So it was about 3 p.m., and here all these people was, and the disciples is saying, Jesus, we ain't got no food for these people. We ain't got no way to feed them. They done forgot all these miracles that Jesus has worked. They done forgot who they were serving. Ain't that us? Ain't that the way we do? We just so soon to forget all the miracles and the things that Jesus has done in our life, we done forgot how that Jesus saved a drug addict and changed his life and put me in church and called me to preach and just changed everything about me. Terry King was as strung out as a man could get. Changed him. Been in church for 20-some years. How do we forget that? Do we not think that God's still the same God? God can still feed the lost. He can still change their lives. He can still heal the sick. 
He's the same God today that He was then. He can still make the difference today that He did then. He was there in the flesh and He's here in the Spirit. He's here this morning. He wants to change lives. He wants to heal the sick. He wants to save the lost. But He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to trust Him. He wants us to put our trust in Him. If you're not saved today, put your trust in Him. Put your trust in Him and you can know that you go to heaven. If the Lord come back today or if you die on the way home, you can know, you can know without a doubt that you're on your way to heaven. If you've turned you back on God, just trust Him. Just put your trust back in Him. There's nothing that I can do to get me to heaven. There's nothing I can do to make myself feel better. I can't come to church and make myself feel better. But I can put my trust in Him. I can put my trust in Him. And if I'm trusting in Him, I'm trusting in His will. And I'm going to do His will. And I'm going to go the way that He wants me to go. And if I trust in Him, He'll make all things new. He'll, he'll heal the sick. He'll save the lost. He'll change everything about us. He'll move in this church like we've never seen Him before. He's still capable of that. He's still capable of that. On down here it says that this was 5,000 men plus women and children that come to Him. So this multitude was probably about 15,000 people. So how many sick? We got probably 20, 25 sick in here in a... Attendance of, I don't know, 130, 120. How many sick you think was in 15,000? Hundreds. Hundreds. He was moved with compassion over 15,000 people and hundreds of sick and he still healed them all. It didn't say that he just healed some of them. It said he healed their sick. He healed all their sick. Ain't a one that he left. If we'd be moved with compassion, he'd heal us all. He can change us all, fix us all. Every problem I got, He can fix it. He can change it. He'd be moved with compassion. I want the Lord to be moved with compassion today. I want the Lord to be moved with compassion. He's already here. He's already here. I'm not waiting on Him to show up. I'm not just waiting on Him to pass by. I'm just waiting on Him to heal somebody. I'm just waiting on somebody's life to be changed this morning. I believe that He wants to. I know He wants to. I got a friend that uh, I tried my best to get him to come this morning. I even tried to go pick him up and he still didn't come. And uh, last Monday he told me, we was talking about the goodness of God. Just how good God had been. And I said, man, I wouldn't trade how good God has been to me for nothing. And I was just telling him my life, but he knew my life. I used to do a bunch of drugs and stuff with him 10, 12 years ago. And he said, man, I've heard people talk about that. I've heard people say how good God is. I wish, it, I wish he'd give it to me. I wish he'd let me have it. I said, well, come to church with me. Come to church with me. you got to be moving toward him. you got to put your trust in him to even know what that's about. Until you put your trust in the Lord, you don't know what, how good God is. You don't even understand it. But until you put your trust in him, you can't have it. But if you'll put your trust in Him, He'll give you that goodness too. Everything that He's given me means nothing. But He's given me peace in my heart. He's given me joy. A wonderful wife. A wonderful kid. A wonderful home. Everything I ever could have dreamed of, He's given it to me. It wasn't of me. It wasn't of nothing I'd done. It ain't because of the job I work. It's just by putting my trust in Him. It's just by trusting Him. That's all He wants us to do this morning, I believe, is trust Him. Trust Him. No matter what you've done. No matter where you've been, maybe you knew the Lord and you turned you back. Well, come back and trust Him. Come on back and trust Him. Come around this altar and trust Him. Just trust Him. He'll forgive you. He'll change you. He'll fix it. You can have peace again. 
You can have joy again. There ain't no joy. If you've been born again, there's no joy in anything other than serving the Lord. You can't live how you want to and have any joy at all. There is no joy. I've tried it. I've been there. I've done it. There's no joy for me other than serving the Lord. That's the only joy I've got, serving the Lord. Verse 16, But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say it, and they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. So here they are, all they got is five loaves of bread and two fish and fifteen thousand people. Holy cow. Well how, well, how are we gonna do this? What are we gonna do here? That was me yesterday. I said that's gonna be a hundred plus people at Mount Vernon, and I ain't got nothing to give them. I ain't got nothing to give. What am I supposed to give them? What am I supposed to give them? Just trust Him. That's all I can do. That's all I can do is just trust Him. That's all y'all can do is just trust Him. He can feed us. The disciples have done forgot, but He can feed us. He can take two lo- or two fishes and five loaves and feed us all. And feed us all. He said, uh, "They need not depart. Give you them to eat." And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. So Jesus didn't pass the bread out to everybody himself. Jesus blessed the bread and Jesus broke the bread. And then he gave it to his disciples and he said, all right, now you go pass it out. Now you go pass it out. And that's what us, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be passing out the bread. We're supposed to be passing out the life. We're supposed to be passing out the joy. We ain't supposed to be coming to church saying, pray for me. Oh, it's just oh, so bad. My life's so bad. No, man, I got the Lord. I've got the goodness of God. I've got the unmerited favor of God on my life. Ain't nothing better than that. Ain't nothing better than that. Why would anybody want to get saved or take that bread that you're trying to pass out if you're going around telling them how terrible your life is? My life ain't terrible. I've got the blessings of God on me. Hey, I've got the one that can feed me when nobody else can, when there ain't no more food to have. He'll feed me. He'll give it to me. He'll feed me up. Man, the God, the creator of creation knows me by name and loves me as an individual. He loves me. I'm part of God's elect. He loves me. I got His favor. He loves me. That's something to be excited about. That's something to pass out. That's something to give to somebody else. Let's give it to somebody else. <clears throat> and He commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took five loaves and two fishes. <clears throat> and looking up to heaven, He blessed and break and gave the loaves to His disciples <clears throat> and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve full baskets. So here they have, they had five loaves of bread and two fishes that probably wouldn't feed me and Jeffrey and Justin. We big boys, that wouldn't even feed us. That was that, three sandwiches, five sandwiches, we split, the, split them up a little bit. So they had five sandwiches worth, and he's done fed 15,000 people, most likely. And then when they get done, they've got twelve baskets left to take up. That's more than I had to begin with. They didn't even have 12 basket loaves worth. They didn't have that much. So here they have, how many disciples are there? 12. That's a basket each. 
Each one of them had their own basket full. It didn't say that the disciples got to eat anywhere. It said that the disciples, Jesus blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and he said, you give it to them. You give it to them. So sometimes we come to church looking to eat and it ain't for us to eat. It's for us to take out yonder. And then after you've been saved a little while and you come and you get fed and you get something to eat and you got some bread gathered up, you take it out to the world and you pass it out to the world. And then when the world comes to know the Lord, we was talking about that barren this morning, we won't be barren. When the world gets to getting saved, that's what I feed off of. I feed off of them. I feed off of the leftovers. I feed off of what they don't eat. I feed off of what the Lord's blessed and I've done took it to them and now they're getting saved. And now they're getting changed. And now they're getting healed. And now they're getting fed. And He'll give us a whole basket full. I've come to church before and we've been all excited and things is happening and I've seen people saved and you see the fruits of your labor and the people you've been praying for. You see them healed. You see them get saved. And you come and you leave here and you, your basket's just running over. Has anybody else ever been there? Your basket just overflowing. I believe that's where these disciples were here. After they had done doubted him, after they thought, well, how are we going to feed these people? We don't even have nothing to eat for ourselves. We've got to go ask a little boy for his food that he had. He brought his lunch. <clears throat> We've got to go ask him for his to feed all these people. We don't have nothing. They had done doubted him. And then the Lord took that bread and them fishes and he blessed it and he multiplied it. And now here they are. Their baskets are running over. Their blessings are just running over. It ain't nothing that they had done. They just tried to serve the Lord. That's just trusting in Him. Just trusting Him. That's all they did was trust Him. And now their baskets are full, uh, overflowing. Their cup is overflowing just by trusting Him. I can't do nothing. There's nothing I can do. I can't stand up here and preach to y'all. I can't say nothing to y'all without the Lord. Without the Lord doing it, I can't do nothing. But if I'll be obedient, it's what it's been all morning. If I'll be obedient and I'll trust in Him, He'll have my basket overflowing. My basket will overflow. Verse 21, And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and go before Him unto the other side while the multitude was sent away. At, uh, at constrained means to necessitate or it was necessary. So here they have, they fed all these people. They didn't know how that was going to feed them. Jesus worked this great big miracle. And now the Lord said, listen, I'm going to have to send you off of that one here. You're going to have to get in. It is necessary that you get in this ship and you go to the other side. It is necessary that you go over there. Now don't forget, they're taking these 12 baskets. The disciples just had 12 baskets. A basket each was overflowing. Every one of their baskets was overflowing. They just had had the blessings of God. And now they're getting sent out into the world. They're getting sent out into the world. Verse 23, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, there, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves from the wind was contrary. So <clears throat> here they have, I, I read in a place there that their trip was probably only two to three miles across. The Sea of Galilee small, and from the place they was going to where, where they was at to where they was going, was probably only two to three miles. And if the, if the wind was right, if the wind was on their side, then it wouldn't be, it'd probably be about a less than an hour trip to get to where they was going. It was less than an hour. But here that is, it says, uh, uh, well, in the, and in the fourth watch of the night. So the fourth watch of the night, that's 3 to 6 a.m. So, in the evening at 3 p.m., they had asked, where are we going to get the food? And they broke all this food up and fed them. 
And now here it is, uh, 3 to 6 a.m. It's late in the, in the middle of the night, early in the morning. So I don't know how much time exactly was between there, but I would say Jesus fed the multitude and sent them on their way before it got dark. So they could see where their way was, see where they was going. And here it was that these disciples, their baskets was full. They had the blessings overflowing and Jesus sent them out into the world onto a ship. And he said, just go across. And the, the wind was in the right direction when they started. Their blessings was full. They was headed in the right direction when they started. Should have been just a less than a one hour trip. Should have just took them less than one hour to get across there. But now here it is between 3 to, uh, 3 to 6 a.m. already in the fourth watch of the night. And they're still out there. They're in the middle of a storm. In Mark where it tells this story, it says that they was tolling. And he saw, see Mark 6.48 says, And he saw them tolling and rowing. That tolling means in torture or torment. They was just rowing herself away. Here they are out in the middle of the ocean. In the middle of the sea, their baskets had been flowing over. And here they had these blessings. The wind was going in the right direction. They went out into the world trying to feed the world so that they could get blessed. And here the storms hit. Now here the storms hit. The wind was going in the right direction, but now it ain't. Now there's a storm. Now they're being tossed with waves. They was going in the right direction. Their baskets was overflowing. How many times have you ever been to church and you're just all excited? And your basket's overflowing and the Lord says, now go tell the world. And you leave the church and you're just all excited. You're going to go knock on doors. You're going to go tell somebody about the Lord. And less than an hour from the church, the storm hits. The storm hits. And you think, what in the world? Man, this was just, everything was going great. My basket was full. People was getting saved. Things was changing. Everything was great. Now the storm hits. And here I am tortured. Here I am just rolling away. Just rowing away and I ain't getting nowhere. Out in the middle of the sea. This is only two to three miles across. Now here I am, right in the middle of the sea, just rowing. Just tortured, just rowing. I'm in the middle of the storm and I can't get out. In the middle of the storm and I can't get out. Read 25 again. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. So here they are, just been blessed. They've been walking with Jesus this whole time. Man, I felt myself in this. Been walking with Jesus this whole time, seen all these miracles. They just have fed 15,000 people with near no food, and then had 12 baskets, and their baskets are overflowing. Now they're out here in the middle of the storm, and here comes Jesus to save them. And they think, oh, That's a spirit. That's, that's something evil. What is that out there? Is that, what is that? They don't think the Lord's forgot about them. They thought the Lord had done forgot about them and left them out there when all He was wanting them to do was trust Him. All they was wanting Him to do was put their trust in Him and know that He was going to be there to take care of them. They didn't even have to row. They didn't even have to row. We ain't even got to fight the storm. I don't have to fight the storm. The Lord's going to take care of it. If I put my trust in Him, the Lord's going to take care of it. It don't matter what the storm is. They was in the ocean out here, but maybe you're in a storm of sin. Maybe you're in a storm of health. Maybe you're in a storm of a son or a daughter that's out of the Lord's will. You ain't even got to fight the storm. Just put the trust in Him. Just pray to Him. Just seek Him. My mom and dad tried to fight the storm a while, and they seen it wasn't going to do no good. It wasn't going to do no good. It wasn't going to help me. Fighting the storm just wasn't going to help me. And they put their trust in Him. Look now. Look now. You ain't even got to fight the storm. We're all going to be in storms, but you ain't got to fight it. Quit fighting against the storm. Just let Him do it for you. And when He comes to you, put your trust in Him. 
Put your trust in Him. Remember Him. But, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if thou bid me come unto thee on the water. Read that again. 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter was come down out of the ship, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So here it was. Peter said, I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm just going to trust you that it's you. And here he was out in the middle of the storm. These waves is what they was afraid of. The wind was a-blowing and the waves was a-bouncing their ship around and they was a-rowing and they was afraid they was going to be overturned. They was afraid they was going to drown if the ship was going to capsize. They didn't know what was going to happen. They was just caught in a storm. And here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus walking out in the water. And Peter says, if that's you, Lord, let me come to you. If that's you, Lord, let me come to you. Peter didn't have to fight the storm. Hey, the thing that he was afraid of, when he said, Lord, I'm going to put my trust in you, I'm going to believe that it's you, Peter walked over that thing. Peter walked on the very thing that he was afraid of. He was victorious in the storm. Peter was victorious in the storm because he put his trust in Jesus. If you'll put your trust in Jesus, you can be victorious in the storm. You cannot worry about what's going on around you. That thing that you're afraid of, that thing that you're afraid is going to ruin your life or end your life, you can walk on that thing. You can walk over that thing if you'll put your trust in Him. That's all you got to do is put your trust in Him. They was afraid that these waves was going to kill them. But Peter ends up walking over them because he put his trust in the Lord. But when he saw, verse 30, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to... And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. So here he was. He had put his trust in the Lord. Everybody wants to bash on Peter because he, he sunk. Peter walked on water. Anybody in here walked on water? If you've walked on water, raise your hand. I ain't never walked on water. I ain't never had enough trust and faith in the Lord to walk on water. There's been a few storms he's let me walk on. There's been a few times that I didn't think I was going to get out. And I had to cry out to him just as Peter did right here. Peter started to sink because he got his eyes off of the Lord and got his eyes on the storm. He got his eyes on what was going on around him. He got his eyes on the preacher. He got his eyes on this preacher. He got his eyes on somebody else in the church. He got his eyes on his mama or his daddy that wasn't doing right. I can't get my eyes on nobody but Jesus or I'm going to sink. If my eyes is on anybody but Jesus, I'm going to sink. I've got family that says they don't want to come to church because of the hypocrites. They ain't got their eyes on Jesus. They ain't got their eyes on the Lord. If you get your eyes off of Jesus, you'll sink. You'll sink. If you quit trusting in the Lord, you'll sink. If you get to focusing on the storm that's going on in your life, you'll sink. You'll sink. You could walk on this thing. That thing, it's going to kill you. You could walk on this thing. Hey, Mary, you could walk on this thing and your family could see you walking on this thing. They could see you living in victory through it all. You could walk on water, so to speak. You could walk on water and show them. And boy, what a blessing that'd be. What a testimony that'd be. Through it all, Miss Mary walked on water. Miss Mary didn't doubt. Miss Mary didn't sink. Miss Mary walked on water. Whew. Boy, what a testimony that'd be. Ain't that exciting? God wants to do it in all of our lives. Even though Jonah was in the belly of the whale, God was still good to him. Even though we're going through a storm, God's still good to us. We ain't got to be eaten by the whale. We can walk on water. 
We can walk on water. If we really want to walk on water, if we'll keep our eyes on Him and we'll keep trusting in Him, put our trust in Him, He'll keep us out of the storm. He'll save us from the storm. We can't be defeated if we got our eyes on Him. If I get my eyes on anybody else, I can be defeated. I can fall. I can get out of the Lord's will when I get my trust on something else. Get my trust on somebody else. Papa has been a, a, a great testimony, a great leader. He's, he's guided all of us for all these years. But if I get my eyes on Him, I'll fall. i got to focus on the Lord. He's my pastor and He's still going to lead me. But i got to focus on the Lord. i got to keep my eyes on the Lord. I don't want to fall. I want to be right. I want to live right so I can die right. I want to make it to the end all the way. I want to go all the way, all the way to my last breath. I want to be remembered that he was serving the Lord. I want to be remembered that the storm didn't, didn't knock him down. The storm didn't take him out. He was walking on water. He was victorious through it all because he kept his trust in the Lord. That's what I want to be remembered by, trusting in the Lord. Through it all, trusting in the Lord. Verse thirty again. But when Jesus saw the wind, or but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began sinking. Beginning to sink, he cried, saying, "Lord, save me!" And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, "O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt?" And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. So Peter learned more by stepping on out into the into the storm than he ever knew before. We look at Peter and we think, man, Peter doubted, but he learned to trust him. He learned that he could trust him. Peter seen, when he got his eyes off of him, he seen that he could trust him. So maybe you've been through a storm here. I don't know. Maybe you've been through something and you got your eyes off the Lord. Maybe you got your eyes off the Lord. We've all done it. Peter done it. We've all done it. Maybe we got our eyes off the Lord and we sunk. Just cry out to him. Just cry out to him. He'll pull you right out just as soon as you ask him. Just as soon as you come, faith believing, and you ask it with your heart, not with your mouth, not just some kind of fake thing, not just to impress the church or the people, come asking Him with your heart. He'll pull you right out. He'll pull you out of the mess you've made. All of us have made a mess. If, if we got to looking at my life, you'd see mess after mess after mess. If you looked at Justin's life, you'd see mess after mess after mess. But if you look at Jesus, you see victory. You see victory. You see grace and mercy. Jesus will save you. Jesus will change your life. He'll change it all. Just put your trust in Him. <clears throat> then they that were in the ship came and worshipped Him of a truth. Thou art the Son of God. So because of this storm, none of the others had enough faith to step out on the water. Jesus didn't say, Peter, come. He just said, come. So any of them disciples, any of them could have come. When he said, Lazarus, come forth, he said, Lazarus. Because if he had just said, come forth, all the dead would have come forth. But he said right here to the disciples, he said, come. So he gave them opportunity for every one of them to walk on water. But none of them had the faith that Peter had to step out of the boat. To step out of the boat. So because of the faith that Peter had, this is the example I want to be. Because of the faith that Peter had stepping out. Yeah, he may have sank. Yeah, he may have got his eyes off of the Lord a little bit. But he cried out again to the Lord and said, Save me, because he knew that's who was going to help him. But because of this example that Peter had set, 
Verse 33 says, Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. So because of the storm that they had all went through and the example that Peter had set by trusting the Lord, then they all worshipped him. They all worshipped him. Then they had all learned a lesson. Then they had all learned to trust him a little more because of that storm. God never said that he wouldn't let us go through storms. Every one of us is going to go through storms. In life, we're all going to go through them. But it's how we handle them. It's who we look at while we're going through them. It's what we do while we're in the storm. I want Sally, my daughter, to see me focusing on Jesus through the storm. I don't want her to see me looking at the storm and, oh, how terrible this is. And I just don't know what I'm going to do. And, oh, boo-hoo. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on the Lord. There's nothing I can do to stop the sea from the waves trying to turn me over. There's nothing I can do to keep the storm from killing me. There's nothing I can do but put my trust in Him. That's the only thing I can do. What good does it do you to worry about the storm? Nothing. Nothing. Just put your trust in Him. Just let Him handle the storm. Just let Him take it and use it to to build your trust and to build your family's trust in Him. Somebody might get saved because of your storm. How you handle your storm will make all the difference. How you handle your storm will make all the difference. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent, they sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Listen, I don't know where anybody is here today, where your heart's at, but I know without the Lord, I felt like something was missing. I felt like something in my life was missing. When I was out of the Lord's will and I'd known the Lord before and I'd turned my back on Him, I felt like something was missing. And I tried to do things to to feel whole again. I tried to do drugs to fill up the emptiness, the place that I just couldn't get no peace in. I didn't feel love. I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel hope. I may feel just little spurts of it, but I just didn't feel it. But it said there, uh, And besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many touched were made perfectly whole. All you got to do is touch the hem of his garment. All you got to do is put your trust in him. That thing that you feel like you've been missing, that hope that you feel like you've been missing in your storm, he'll feel that. He'll make you whole. He'll make you whole. Uh, Will you sing that song again? Yeah, Tommy. I know it wasn't long, but it's what the Lord had in mind. Um, I don't know nobody's heart in here, but if you need to do business with God, maybe you're sinking in the storm, come cry out to Him. Come cry out to Him and get Him to reach out and save you. He wants to. He wants to reach out to you. It ain't like He just don't care for you and wants to see you sink. He wants to. He just wants you to cry out to Him. If Peter hadn't cried out to Him, Peter may have sank. Peter may have died, but he said, boy, i got to have Him. i got to put my trust in Him. Uh, Titus 2 and 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. He wants to save everyone. There ain't nobody that He don't want to save. But when He deals with your heart, you've got to make the move to put your trust in Him you got to move. There's something required on your part. 
Just because He's dealt with you before, just because you've been in church before and cried a few tears, don't mean you're saved. Don't mean that you've got the goods and you're on your way to heaven. Don't mean that at all. You've got to put your trust in Him. You've got to put your trust in Him. Let's all stand. Let's, uh, just for a minute, every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't know nobody's heart in here. Nobody's looking around but me and the Lord. If you don't know today, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if the Lord come back, or if you died in a car wreck on your way home, or something bad happened, you don't know for sure that you'd go to heaven. Nobody's looking around but me and God. I don't want to come to you. I ain't going to make you do anything. I just want to pray for you. Would you put your hand up and put it right back down? Would that be anybody? I'm lost. I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Would that be anybody here? Amen. Maybe you're here today and you're going through a storm. You're going through a storm, the storm of your life. You've never been through one like this. And you're sinking. And you need the Lord. You need help. If that's you here today, I just want to pray for you. Would you raise your hand and put it right back down? Amen. God bless you, man. Anybody else? I need your prayers. I'm going through a storm. God bless that hand. Anybody else? I just want to pray for you. Amen. God bless that hand. Anybody else? Amen. Justin's going to sing his song about the storm again. If you raised your hand, you come pray. I'm going to pray for you whether you come pray or not. But if you raised your hand, you come pray. And the rest of you... Anybody in If you're born again, you come pray. Come pray for these that raised their hand. Altar's open. While they sing.